So, uh, want to just appreciate everybody that's on, online and everybody that's here. Um, Sandra wrote me a note. She said, we need to tell people what we're doing. And uh, so uh, we won't be online for the next uh, at least two weeks, maybe three, uh, because the churches are meeting where we're going, and so we'll be there. I'm dreading next week's service, which we're all going to be worshiping with our, our children, but the elders there have made face masks mandatory all the way through service except for Lord's Supper. So we won't be online, but I'll have my face mask on next week because I've encouraged my children. I said, no, the elders said that. you gotta, you got to do it. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be in uh, Auburn next week, and then uh, the, the church uh, down in Florida where we're going is, is meeting, and so on Sunday, but uh, for the Wednesday night that we're going, I'm planning on still teaching class online, and uh, so we've checked on the internet, so I think we're going to, now, just as the last time, I think one Wednesday night, y'all all were texting me saying, where are you? You know, the internet went out on the coast, and so we intend to, to be doing that, so Sandra told me to do that. I want y'all to just imagine, Bubba's sitting in the back. I want y'all to just imagine, this is a conversation that Sandra and I had this week. And I, I don't want you to just put whoever, we're just going to pick on Bubba, because Bubba was sick. He was pretty sick this week. Or last week. It's last week, not this week. He's been getting better this week. I want y'all to just imagine if Bubba wasn't here. Because this is a conversation we had this week. And it, it, it brings, and, and you can put Bubba there, you can put Mike there, you, you can put Paul there. Every one of us, we're part of a we're part of the wheel. We're we're one of those spokes in the wheel. And I was just thinking because Bubba's been out the past couple of weeks, and I've done a lot of preaching. And uh, Bubba and Mark are going to do the preaching the next couple of weeks. But I just want to tell you how much I appreciate everybody here. And and I and I, I and I've, whether it's Anthony or whether it's Reggie or whether it's Billy, and I haven't picked on any of the ladies, but. Just start putting the ladies in there and everything that gets done around here. It's a congregation. It's a group of people. And it, it doesn't get done and it's it's all of us together and, and how encouraging it is. And we, and we need to pray hard for Brother Herman. We need to be praying hard for Brother Herman. Brother Herman is, 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 is a great encouragement to me. Um, and the reason why is whenever... He's, he's taken me out turkey hunting a couple of times. And the wisdom I get from turkey hunting with him, now I'll admit I've gotten a lot of good tips from turkey hunting with him. But there's still so much sage wisdom there. And, and there's more to be given to whether it's to his grandchildren or to us. And so please, please be praying fervently for one another. But I just want to let y'all know it, it's, it's whenever you think about that perspective of somebody being gone. Now, we're all here for one reason, so that we can die and go to heaven. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of tired of life at times. I'm tired of these problems. I'm ready to go on. I'm, I'm fit one for grandkids and trying to, you know, try to influence my children. You know, we should be ready to go. But at the end of the day, just think about the good work everybody has that they can contribute. So, I just wanted to tell you that. That's... Uh, we, we have so much blessings here. And, uh, and it was a conversation Sandra had 
Sandra and I had, we, we drove up this morning, was, the yard was mowed. We, you know, you just think about everything that's getting done, you know, people cleaning out over here. And, and you don't have to ask people, it's just getting done. So this morning's lesson, uh, Allison picked this morning's lesson, and uh, she said, Daddy, you want doctrine or you want encouragement? I said, Ah, let's do encouragement. Very discouraging right now. And uh, she said, Well, you should do 1 Corinthians 10. And, uh, and so she had one passage. And so I, I was reading and, and working, trying to work on this. And, uh, and so there's several things I noticed here. So I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good lesson or a bad lesson or, or uh, a hodgepodge of things. But I encourage you. So from 1 Corinthians 8 to, to 1 Corinthians, the last verse of 10, we are talking about Christian liberties. We are talking about our ability to do things. That each one of us have the ability that we have knowledge. And first part of 8, knowledge can be arrogance. But we have a responsibility towards spreading the gospel and helping one another. And um, so one of the verses I wanted to, to, to start off with is verse 31 of chapter 10. And we're just going to stay in chapter 10. You can go back and read 8, 9, and 10. It's, it's the same flow. There's a lot in there. Uh, but I think there's some nuggets that we can pick that we're going to pick out this morning. But verse 31 it says, "Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all in the glory of God." And so, the eating and drinking is in reference to Christian liberties. So this is a sinful world that these people are living in. They're living in an idolatry, uh, an idolatrous world. And so you go to the marketplace. And there's a piece of meat there, burnt, uh, and you need to buy a piece of meat to eat. Well, he's telling people here, uh, just buy it and go eat it. Because it's most likely done without, you know, it could have been offered to an idol mass for sale. But the point here is, he's telling us, He's going to give us some classifications on some things that we can and can't do in here because it might influence somebody else. But the whole key here is whatever we do, we got to be doing for the glory of God and not for ourselves. And and if you if you look at the next two verses down, give no offense either to the Jews or the Greek to the Church of God. Just as I also please all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, so that they may be saved. And so. All these passages here is I have the ability to do things uh, in, in Clay's conscience. They're, they might not be sin. And that ability, I need to be very cautious in how I use that ability because I could be offending other people. We offend each other every day. But we need to be mindful of each other, and I'm not. I, this is this is an area that I I have lots of trouble. I can tell you, whenever I was Sandra, Sandra will tell you. Uh, whenever I was 22, I had my beliefs on what this verse meant, and I told you what it meant, and didn't really care what you thought. Uh, I could be pretty rough, and and the point is, is he's telling us here, we need to be very cautious with. And, and everything. 
But also, what I really want to, to really focus in on is, is uh, these passages, and, and I want to try to build this up and see if I can build this right. Uh, starting in verse 12 of chapter 10. Verse 12 of chapter 10. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Uh, so number one, and we're going to go back in the prior verses here and talk a little bit about why that, that verse there is there. Uh, so we all need to be very conscious that if we think we stand, we can all fall. Every one of us is capable of falling. Every one of us. Every one of us is going to have our faith shaken at different times. So take heed. But here's the positive passage that we want to build everything around. Verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. So there's no temptation that's going to overtake you and I that somebody in the Old Testament, and we're going to go back because twice right before this, he instructs us, go back to the Old Testament and learn about the Old Testament because it's all there. All of our temptations are in the Old Testament. No matter what your temptation is. You've, so if you've got a temptation that hadn't been done in the Old Testament, come tell me. And what that tells you is humans hadn't changed. God made us. We're the same. We have jealousies. We have envy. We have strife. We have sexual immorality. We have... The sins are the same. So he says, no temptation is going to overtake you. That's not common to man. But here's what we need to pay attention to. And I wish I, I, wish I could stand in front of you today and tell you in the last year, my faith has held to this verse. It, ha it hasn't. It hasn't. And it says, who will not allow, who God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. A way of escape. God gives us a way of escape. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't like some of the escape passages God has given me. Why? Because God has set up a different path than what Clay has set up. Now, I don't like this passage for that reason. And, I, and some of you are shaking your head. Yeah. Because I think we all realize there's the door God wants me to go through and there's the door that Clay wants me to go through. And they're two different doors. I've not always chosen that door. God's door. Because that's what Clay wants to do. That's man. And every one of us has that problem. But what I have to understand is I need to be growing my faith because God's going to give me that door. 
Now that door comes in many different ways. It could be an uncomfortable situation that I got to come talk to you. It could be an uncomfortable situation that I've got to leave. I might have to go somewhere. I might have to do something different. But there's a way of escape. I'll give you an example. I had an employer one time that said, you need to do this. And I said, I can't do that. I don't agree with that. I said, well, you need to do it. I said, well, let me think about it. Went home and talked to Sandra, and she said, you're not going to do that. <laughs> And uh, I went back to the employer, and the employer, I said, I can't do that. I'll, I'll just have to quit. I'll have to change my life. I'll have to move. I'm not going to do that. And he got a little flustered, and he said, well, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm not going to do that. That door was not easy. Now, I, like I said, I haven't always chosen that door. That time I, I was able to choose that door. But you're going you're gonna to have those days where you've got to choose the door that's uncomfortable. Now, most days we don't have that kind of dramatic of a, of a uh, um, choices. I've had that choices. I've had it probably two or three times in my career. And uh, each time it was, it was blatant enough. I mean, I had one manager tell me, you're a manager. You're just not to lie. That's part of your job. That guy got fired six months later. And and uh, now after about ten minutes of, I didn't didn't have to go home and ask Sandra about that one. That was very. That one was not even a question. Of what was going to happen there? He never asked after that ten minutes of of my monologue with him. So you're going to have those questions. Now, verse 14 is, uh, Therefore, my beloved brethren, my beloved, flee from idolatry. He's talking about idolatry. He's talking about food being offered. So he's telling us to flee. But I think these passages, it doesn't matter. Go, go stick your problem in here. And flee means an action on our part. We have to take action. We have to work on it. And, and I'm going I'm to encourage us, if we're not studying the Bible every day, we, I know people that don't even understand what sin is. I know brethren, and, and the reason I can say this is because it's, it's kind of obvious. In other words, you don't, that's what the Bible says. Well, that's, well, that's not what I believe. I said, well, but that's what the Bible says. And it's, it's, I'm not talking about where Mark and I would disagree on covering. We, we would disagree. There's a lot of people in the, in the, in the church. But, but I'm talking about things like idolatry. You, you, the Bible is very clear. I mean, there's, there's just no cut and dry. Now, there's, path, there's things out there that, that, that brethren have a spectrum, and we typically, most of us, will worship together on a few of those things. But there's very few of those. But he's telling us here, flee from idolatry. There's no temptation out there that's not common to us that God not, God's not going to give us a door. Now the question is whether we're going to take that door. Now the interesting thing is that the passages prior to this, and, I, and, and, 
and, and as I talk about, we cannot wait till sin hits us for us to be working on this. Because I want to go back to chapter 9, 26 and 27, what Paul says here. So Paul says, Therefore I run in such a way as, in, in chapter 9, 26 and 27, Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself not be disqualified. Now Paul's making the point here, but I think the point is, you know why we can get past temptations? It's because on a day-to-day -day basis, we're disciplining ourselves. I'm not disciplining, you're disciplining yourselves. How do we discipline ourselves? We read the Bible. This is why Bible study is so important. This is what I'm supposed to do in a situation. If you wait till you get in a situation to find out what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to tell you you're going to fail. But you need to be purposing in your heart what you're going to do. Whenever Sandra and I get in situations, and we don't do this perfect, but it, it's worked a lot of times well for us. And it's, it's whether it's with our children or, or whatever we're doing, we, we say, well, here's probably a gamut and it, and it never winds up where we think it winds up it winds up somewhere else but we have a discussion and we say well if this happens we're going to do this if this happens we're going to do this we've purposed in our heart we've gone and said well what does the scripture say about this how do we address this if it happens that way so uh, so we need to be as Paul here talks about he is working to discipline himself every day and he's looking at the scripture because some of these doors that God asks us to walk through, they're not fun doors. They're not fun. Not at the beginning. They're not fun. Because Hebrews 12, actually, and we're not going to turn over there, but Hebrews 12 tells us that for a little while it's not going to be fun because some of these doors we have to walk through as Christians are not fun. So we need to dis discipline ourselves uh, so that we're not disqualified. Uh, so go back to verse 7 and 10. Uh, and we read here, Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down, eat and drink, and they stood up and played. That is referencing whenever Moses is on Mount Sinai in, in Exodus 32, and the people make a golden calf, and they... And so whenever they, they, they are offering offerings, eat and drink, and then they stood up and, and uh, uh, praised this God. And whenever it says they stood up and played, they, they were worshiping uh, this false idol. Is, is what that's referenced. So Exodus 32 is, is where that is. Um, so the point is, is we have something in in, uh, in the Old Testament there that, that he's bringing forward and he's using here to tell people. Verse 8, Nor let us act immorally as some of them did and 23,000 fell in one day. So let and, and Nor let us try, uh, try the Lord as some of them and were destroyed by the serpent. Nor grumble as some of them did. Now, now, these things happen to them as an example and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come uh, verse 11 there and I forgot 
verse 6 of chapter 10. Now, these things happened as examples for us. This is verse 6. These things happened as examples for us that we would not crave evil things as they also crave. And that's what I meant to read verse 6 before we got into verse 7, where we talked about what they did. But the whole point is, if there's no new temptations under the sun, we can go back and we see how the children of Israel reacted and how God reacted. Because we have two passages here that tell us, go back and study. Why do we study the Old Testament? We study the Old Testament because of verses like this. He tells us, I'm telling you how to get out of this. He's telling you, I'm telling you where the door is. We just got to have faith to go through that door. But what's interesting is, is, is he's telling us here that they acted immorally and they failed. They grumbled and he destroyed them. In all of these things, there's positive things to be looking at. We see the glory of God even in a pandemic. We see people's faith grow. It's frustrating. It's aggravating. But we see things happen. So as we go through these passages, and so that comes up, you know, so he, he's talking about the children of Israel as their own Mount Sinai and how he destroyed them. And he's telling them, he's, and then he go, comes back to verse 12 and 13, you've got a way of escape. you just got to do it. Now, whenever they made that idol, they, they were bored. They had fear. They wondered. But all they had to do was sit around and start preaching and thinking about what happened on the Passover, what happened in Egypt. But guess what man did that day? They made their own. Aaron said, bring me all your gold, bring me everything you got, and I'll make you a calf, and we'll worship it. We make calves today. We make calves today. I make calves today. And, and what's irritating to me is I know these paths. I know what they say. And, that, and what irritates me the most is I can't figure out everything. All I'm supposed to be doing is looking for that way of escape that God gives me. And I'm not going to find it. Whenever, and, and, and notice, he talks about flee. It takes action. You're not going to find it if you're not looking for it. And, and those, are, those are the type of things. So, Going on through the rest of these passages here, uh, we see we see a con we see conflicting of, of conscience and everything. And in, in, in verse nineteen, we, we he he gives descriptions of, of where you can eat that meat, but don't ask a question where it came from. You can eat it, but if you know where it came from, you need to be mindful of other people's conscience. Not your own, even though you might be able to eat it. But he, basically, he firmly says in verse 20, 
But I say, no, he, he answers no from verse 19. What do I mean then? That thing sacrificed to idols anything, and the thing, or that an idol is anything. He, he, he realized idols are nothing. For me, a 32 foot contender could be my idol. That's not going to be your idol. Your idol is going to be something else. But I have to be mindful of that. But there's nothing, what he's saying is, there's nothing wrong with that contender. There's nothing wrong with that boat, as long as I obtain it the right way in serving God. In verse, so in verse 22, so he says, No, but I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to become sharers of demons. He said, that idol is just an idol. That's just an object over it. That's a piece of gold or it's a piece of wood. It's nothing. Whatever it is, it's, it's nothing. But now if you become sharers of that, in other words, that, that consumes your life and it takes over your life, then that becomes sin. And we can't, we can't be having our allegiance separated. And our allegiance is first to God and then to our brothers. Because that's what he's telling us here is, you know, as you navigate through all of these things, you've got to be conscious of what God wants. God doesn't want you associated with idols. But he also doesn't want you to use your liberties, your freedoms, or what you can make that dividing line, whatever your dividing line is, you can't affect anybody else that's in the church either. And that's a very heavy weight, I think, for each one of us. And so verse 21, verse 24, I'm sitting here looking at 24. Let no, verse 24, chapter 10, let no one seek his own good but that of his neighbor. So I've got to seek your good before I seek my own good. And that's not easy to do. I have to love you more than I love myself. Now, whenever I'm doing that, I have, to, I have to go back up to verse 13 in all this. Now, I think the reason 13, 12 and 13 is, is, is you read these passages. There's a lot to navigate here. There's judgment calls in there. And so here's the two principles that I get out of this. Here's the two principles. Serve God and then serve my fellow brothers and sisters. And then Clay's door is last. You see that? That's what we have to do. And that's tough. That's hard for me to do. That's hard for all of us to do because we like to put ourselves first. Because that's natural. That's what we do. So go, so uh, verse 25 through 30, he goes through that. I'm, I'm out of time. But let's just go back to verse 30, 31. So whether then you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all in the glory of God. That's the first principle. Give no offense to either the Jews or the Greeks or to the church of God. That's the second, that's the second principle. And he restates the second principle. Just as also, please all men in all things. And I think it's interesting. He puts all there. The word all is an interesting word for me there. 
I don't get to choose when I get to please you, Mike. I don't. And that's tough. That's hard for me to do. That's hard for me to do. Not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many. So I've got to be looking out for everyone. Now, I'm not telling us that we've been on scriptural things. Let me go back. Let me, let me, so let me, whenever we say we serve God, we keep his commandments. That's serving God. Amen. So whenever I'm telling you, I'm going to offend you if I think you're sinning. You want me to offend. You want, I want to be offended if, if I'm sinning. Because I want to go to heaven. I want to serve God first. But whenever I have these liberties, whenever I have, whether we come to worship at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, that's, that's a liberty. That's a, that's a question. God didn't tell me. He told me on the first day of the week. Now, if somebody comes in and says, hey, we're going to meet on Saturday. The pandemic's going to be over uh, on Friday. We're going to meet on Saturday and, and take the Lord's Supper. I'm going to lock up. Because I think that's against God's word. But, if we're going to, if the pandemic's going to be over at 11 o'clock on Sunday, we're going to move next week's service to 11 o'clock. I don't think that's true, but, uh, you know, okay, that's what we believe, and that's what the congregation was God. I need to give liberty. The whole point is, is those are the two principles here. But the overarching principle is we work through all of these things. None of these things are uncommon to man. And, uh, Verses 6 and, and uh, um, verse um, 11, it says, we can go back to the Old Testament, we can see all these things happening. And that's, that's why we study the Old Testament. Because we, we get so many principles, we get so many valuable lessons from the Old Testament. So, whatever your temptation is this week, Go to this verse and says, well, God's going to give me an escape. He's going to give me an escape. Do I have the faith to take that escape? And not sin. Have you ever... We all have had the choice of sin. Well, have you ever had the choice of sin? Or the next choice is sin? there is no other choice well what it says is we haven't looked hard enough because God said he's going to give that to us so let's have that faith let's have that encouragement it's not easy I'm not going to tell you that it's easy I'm not going to tell you I've applied this passage in my life perfectly every day but let's be encouraged as Christians God's going to give us a way out no matter what we just got to look for the door and we got to have the faith to walk Thank you. Uh, if there's anyone here that needs to obey the gospel, let's stand. Come and let's stand.